what's it like, you know, being an entrepreneur now with kids? Because how, how old are your kids? One and three. So what's that challenge like, you know, trying to run? And luckily you have your own schedule that you can kind of set. But right. what's it like, you know, trying to build a business while still being a father and being present? No, that's a great question, man. Um, in the very beginning, when we started our Airbnb business, that was a huge motivator for myself and my wife, of course, as well. But, you know, I actually hacked my mind into thinking that my wife had already told me that we were pregnant mm. because that I knew that that was going to light up a fire in me. So the one of the main goals for us was before we had kids is that we really went hard on this business to where I can take paternity leave and be there for her when we, you know, um, when we had the baby and be there for my child, those four, first three months at the very least. Mm -hmm. So that was a really big driving force. And then today it's not, it's not any different. The only difference now is that now I want to give them a, you know, an awesome life, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be able to provide for them and my family as a whole. Um, now when it becomes time to, you know, how do you manage spending time with the kids and, you know, mm -hmm dedicating time for the business. It's really just kind of like Ryan, dude, like really setting in stone what the priorities are, um, you know, dedicating time to the business when it's time to do business, but being also respectful of the time that it's time to be with the family. Mm -hmm. And of course, sometimes you need to alternate. You need to give a little here, then a little, then a little less there. But going back to that original uh, structure is super crucial. Mm -hmm. Like I know there's times that things are popping off here at the office where Ryan needs to spend more time here and he has to, you know, communicate with back home with the boss and let him know, Hey, listen, <laughs> yeah. I need to do this same here. Um, but for me, they're, you know, they're a great motivation. And I remember not too long ago, before I got the studio, I had a home office and mm -hmm. I'll tell, I'll tell the story because maybe a lot of parents and dads could maybe relate that have home yeah. offices or that work from home. And they were my, I call them my best distractions because I'll be back home. And then I'll see from my door, there's like this little glass uh, squares on my door from my office. And um, they'll just come up and <laughs> yeah, like, daddy and yeah. distractions. And I'm like, hey, how are you? <laughs> like, I'm not like, I'm just feeding the fire here, right? Yeah. So the reason why I call it the best distraction is because I, I don't hate it. Like, I love that. Yeah. But there was a distraction nonetheless. For sure. So actually, funny story, the way that the studio came about was that I knew that I needed a space where that didn't happen mm -hmm. so that my productivity can stay consistent when it's time to work. Mm. But then my entrepreneurial spirit took place and I'm like, okay, how can I justify getting an actual office, office. space there we go. to where I don't have to pay for it? Like, how can I create a business around it so that it pays itself mm -hmm. and all of that? So that's how the Proho Studios was really born is out of like necessity in a way, like mm -hmm. me not wanting to pay for uh, office space <laughs> and just kind of like, and then I said, okay, I'm doing most of the time content. I'm doing content here at home. What if I just create a content studio? And yeah. then what if I use that studio for myself but what if I also open it up to other people? I'll for sure cover my rent if I get like two or three clients at the very least. So that's how that was actually born. I was never gonna be in the like content creation space per se, mm -hmm. um, that, but that that's how it happened. That's so funny, but it's, <laughs> entrepreneurship is all about creativity and mm -hmm. exactly what you mentioned it's like it's actually the same exact premise of airbnb too when it first started it's like literally dude i have an extra two bedrooms yep i might as well just rent them out i guess right and and it justifies the rent and it pays for everything so literally yeah that's just how uh, your mind works which and it's is totally on brand too because i'm literally renting out a space yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right i'm enhancing the space mm -hmm. just like i finished saying and then i'm renting it out but now instead of per night i'm renting it out mm -hmm. per hour 
yep. in the studio. Like you can rent out this space for X amount of hours. Mm -hmm. And then actually the profitability per square footage is going to be way better than an yeah. Airbnb. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that, that's it's huge. within the same vein. Love for it. Sure. And then I know previously when you were running like the coaching business, you did have like a COO and I think you were building out some other employees. Like how is the coaching business side of things? Like where are you guys at team wise? What are your goals over there? So that's something now that we really want to blow up the, the coaching program and really mm -hmm. um, expose that. Um, I still have a COO. We just brought on a brand, a, um, a marketing team that will be doing uh, ad buying and handling like sales calls and all these different things. Nice. Um, so we're going to be doing a really big push on that uh, and, and really just trying to get more people into the coaching program, of course. Mm. Um, we're gearing up for Black Friday. We're going to have the challenge, pro host challenges coming up here. There's mm. going to be two, three days modeled, modeled behind all of the oh, stuff yeah, that you guys are doing mm -hmm. as well. Luckily enough, like Ryan being the mentor that he is, he's helping me out with that because it's all going to serve the same ecosystem. It's for all going to sure. feed back to the yeah. same place. Yeah, and that and you winning is like we want we want to see you win, right? right. Like, and so why not share all the knowledge that we have? Yeah. Um, and you're gonna come come crush it, right? No, so for sure. Do you have a date for the challenge yet, or? Um, I think it's gonna be on uh be from the thirtieth to the second of this uh, the thirtieth of December to the sec. No, wait, December? Yeah. Oh, New uh, Year challenge? No, I'm so sorry. No, December thirtieth uh, no, uh, of November. Oh, coming up right now. Yeah, thirtieth yeah, okay. of November to like the second uh, of December. Cool. Well, so if you guys want to get into Airbnb and you watch this podcast in and, time, yeah, and uh, it, it'll be out. I, I'm low on content. So, <laughs> so it's because it'll be out in like the next couple of days. No, but so. people can watch it literally in a year yeah, from now. It's like, true. hey, you missed the boat, but yeah, we'll still but, be having yeah, something. Still around. go to Proho. What's, what's the website? Well, you could go to Ivan Tejeda. There we go. On Instagram, and then you'll be able to find it there. There we go. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, how, and this is kind of back to the same vein of family, but. So how do you still maintain, like, it's, it, it seems like obviously on Instagram, you don't like, it's hard to tell if it's really the case. I think it is where you and your wife seem like you have, these guys are going on date nights. You guys are seem very healthy. Yeah. Um, so how do you maintain that relationship while still, you know, trying to grind and hustle as hard as you can for your business? Great question, man. Uh, um, it, it definitely, everything that we post at least mm -hmm. in Instagram, it's very organic from the standpoint that we don't fake the funk. Mm -hmm. I know there's a, definitely a lot of uh, couples that are posting things and the next thing you know, like in the personal life, it's like for they're sure. not even friends yeah. type of thing. But for us, no, we do have an amazing relationship. And it's mostly because number one, we share a lot of the commonalities in our faith. We're both Christian. Um, we aspire for the same goals. Like she's I call her my ride or die because mm -hmm. she's always down for like literally whatever. I use this um, this uh, joke is that if I, if I it's the middle of the day and I say, babe, let's go kayaking. It's the middle of the day is like, hey, I don't, I don't know. We, I'm taking care of the kids, but we'll figure it out. But I'm down. Let's go. Like she's <laughs> literally it. that yeah. girl, like uh -huh. spo spontaneous. She's down for whatever. And that's true, you know. Also with our goals mm -hmm. as a family in our business, she comes to most of the events that were, yeah. she's always by my side. Mm -hmm. She's just a super supportive wife. So it's, it's when you have someone like that by your side, it's hard to not have, you know, a good relationship. We're literally best friends. We enjoy ourselves, but we also have healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. We have healthy uh, structure in our marriage in the time that we spend together. You know, after work, we put the kids down. We have a really tight schedule for our kids by eight o'clock. They're both in bed. They're super good with that ever, ever since they were little. And that's mommy and daddy time to watch TV, mm -hmm. catch up on our day, all of these different things. 
Friday nights were go on date nights and then throughout the day communication and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But you know, the cliche is that like mainly the communication is, is there. If there's a lot of stuff going on at work, as long as I communicate to her, hey, this is what's going on. She's mm -hmm. like, okay, no, I get that. Let's go, like do it. And uh, she's just super supportive. Love that. And so how, uh, cause I'm sure it's been practiced over time. Like how yeah. have you guys been able to establish that level of communication? Um, so funny enough, when we first started dating before we um, got married, we had a, a, a kind of a pitfall where we were gonna, we were gonna break up. Oh wow. Um, and this was actually something that from the very beginning, I always, I didn't believe in breaking up and getting back together. And mm -hmm. I set that standard from the very beginning. I'm just not the one, I'm, yeah. I'm the type of person that if my yes is yes, my no's are no's. For so sure. I told her as in the, in the process of us talking, I told her, you know, hopefully these things work out. Obviously I'm paraphrasing here, but mm -hmm. um, if we were to ever break up, like we we're done, mm -hmm. we're not gonna go back and forth. Cause I just really wanted to set in stone that you can't cop out. Like yeah. if you're really gonna cop out, like you're out, out. For sure. So I remember in this, you know, period of us being in the verge of breaking up, mostly because of her not wanting to deal with it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I told her, hey, I completely understand if that's re really what you wanna do, but I would love for us to sit down with our mentors at the time. We had mentors um, mm -hmm. within our church and stuff, and let's sit down with them and, and see what they what they say. And then if, you know, we decide to part ways from there, like, it's fine. At least we did what we needed to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, long story short, that conversation with our mentors saved our relationship wow. because it really calibrated our expectations. Um, we were in completely side, uh, completely opposite sides of the spectrum. She had these crazy expectations that it's all, you know, roses and butterflies mm -hmm. and getting gifts every other day <laughs> and, you know, getting attention and For love, sure. you know, all of the love languages. My wife has all love languages. <laughs> she doesn't have a love language. <laughs> She has all of them. I love that. Right? So yeah. she literally, you know, but the reason for that is because her dad is such a like a, amazing dad. Mm -hmm. he, she's a only he child. The standard. Yeah, only child. He would always be so loving, affirming, and all of these different things. And you know, that's what comes out of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have a single child, a girl, where daddy is taking care, you know, always Everything. affirming yeah. and all these different things. So I had that to go up against. <laughs> and I was on the other side of the spectrum where I grew up with my parents for the most part in my childhood. I didn't like, you know, being affectionate and all of that was a, not my in my nature. Mm -hmm. um, so when we sat down with our with our mentors at the time, they pretty much just say, hey, listen, Jenny, uh, her name is Jenny. Yeah. Jenny, you, you, this is not how it works. You know, <laughs> like if you do get married and all these different things, like the reality is that your expectations are way up here. Mm -hmm. You should bring them to a healthy place. Mm -hmm. Like you should expect your husband or your, you know, your at partner, that point, your partner yeah. to treat you right and all of these different things. Cause I was way down here. Mm -hmm. And then Ivan, you need to come up here and kind of meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. So it literally calibrated us to where, um, now we can start working from there. Mm -hmm. And um, ever since that conversation, we just been on a climb as I far as it. like our relationship goes. 